Hey, good morning. good morning, Saints. It's Friday. Praise the Lord. It's Friday. The year Friday is 2024. It is February the 2nd. It is. Amen. One month down. Amen to that. One month down and more to go. Go as fast as last year did. Let's get going. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible.
let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth. And I will daily lift my hands, for I will always sing. When your love came down. Amen. Thanks, babe. Josh and Sarah not here this morning. They were up really, 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 really late. I think, I think Miss Megan was up really, really late too. Let me see if I can set this. I hope this don't cause a whole lot of damage. There we go. But praise Jesus, guys. We're studying together, right? Wow. Let me get over here and make sure you guys, somebody's here. Somebody here? Hey, there you are, Peggy, Diane. Good to see your names on here this morning. I got to send y'all a message in a little bit. Uh, praise the Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Well, thank you, Brother Charles. Thank you, Brother Charles, very much. All right, so... Let's dive in. I think we can finish chapter 30. The reason I say I, fin I think we can finish is because we're not really into anything that I think I'll get hung up on and talk for for a long time on, like I did yesterday with verse 20. Uh, we ended yesterday talking about a, a seared conscience, right? Uh, the conscience that that pretty much just doesn't know right from wrong anymore. And... Uh, God help us to not be that way. So today we start with verse 21. So we're in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 21. We are still in the portion of Scripture uh, of this poem-like poem, poem -like, uh, three things and for four, you know. There's three things, yeah, there's four things. It's just a poetic way of saying a few things that he's been talking about things. It's just too wonderful that, he don't understand that they're just it's just crazy to him uh so verse 21 is the same way and we'll start there and it talks about that we're going to talk about things that get out of order it's not good if they get out of order so verse 21 says for three things the earth is perturbed unsettled perturbed it's not a word we use a lot is it perturbed troubled unsettled Yes, for four, it cannot bear up. For a servant, when he reigns. Well, let, me, let me stop right here and say, this is a perfect idea. This is a perfect example. So maybe I should use this as, as an example of how Proverbs are general statements of truth that are not 100% always applicable. For instance, we... Uh, the earth wasn't troubled because Joseph, who was a servant, a slave, a prisoner, became second in charge over all of Egypt. It was a good thing, right? And he, he had, was one who became a servant who then became second in charge. And, of course, Joseph is a picture of Yeshua, Jesus, who is the servant. He is the servant. God calls him my servant shall justify many. Jesus says, Yeshua says, I'm not here for, to be served. I'm here to serve. 
That his church is the same way. We're here to serve people, to serve humanity, to serve God by serving people, to love God by loving people. And so those would be examples that this is not talking about. But in the social order of his day, he's saying he's, the general truth would be a slave, uh, one with a debased mind, unknowing. Uh, it's unsettling if he rules and he's in charge. It's not a good thing. For a fool when he's filled with food, and we're still in verse 22, a fool when he's filled with food. In other words, he's a fool, and now we've just, he, he's eaten and got his full, and now he can be more fo foolish. <laughs> Nothing's changed about him. Verse 23, a hateful woman when she is married brings trouble. The earth is perturbed when a hateful woman is married. She brings trouble. It's that, that same uh, contentious woman thing that seems to be in a few Proverbs. When she is married. Or, and a maidservant who succeeds her mistress. In other words, it goes against the social order. This brings trouble. It's, he's just saying it's not right. Things are just not right about it. Next verses. I don't see any deep theological things to try to hone in here. Maybe you other, uh, maybe you guys come up with something. I'd love to hear what you come up with. Verse 24 says, There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. So now he's going to talk about things that are very small or small things that there seems to be wisdom built into them by their creator, I would say. Verse 25, the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. Consider the ant, thou sluggard. Nobody works as hard as the ant, right? The, the ant is a worker, and and an ant cannot defend himself. But the ability of ants to work together and to work continually, they prepare their food in the summer. Uh, they're always preparing. They're always taking care of each other. That's pretty amazing. The ant is an amazing thing. I have not been crazy about ants. What about you guys? I, if I get into a big thing of ants, they start crawling all over me. I don't like that at all. So their unity makes them somebody I like to stay away from. Verse 26. Is 26 in here? No. Okay. Let me get 26. The rock badgers are feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. Um, they hide among the much stronger animals, but they hide in the cracks of the rocks, in the fortresses. In other words, they have a wisdom about, they're able to dwell in the midst of a lot of animals that would kill them. They're stronger than them. But by wisdom, they hide in these little crevices and rocks and the other animals can't get to them. There's a wisdom to that. There's a wisdom to knowing your limitations and knowing uh, that you need to have a strong place to go. 
especially when trouble comes. Verse 27, the locusts have no king, yet all yet they all advance in ranks. When the locusts appear, it's like nobody's leading them, yet they all work together and they devour the vegetation as if they've got a leader and are serving that leader, right? It's, it's an amazing thing. And then the last one, verse 28, says, the spider skillfully grasps with its hands and it is in king's palaces in the highest areas of the land in a very king's palace you can find the spider now there's a debate here over whether this is should be translated spider or lizard i do realize that you know spider or lizard but either one it's talking about the craftiness of the spider ends up in the highest areas by its ability to hold on and sneak around. So anyway, that's a list of things that are small, he says, but are, are exceedingly wise. You know that we can learn, and I think this is what Agur is saying. He's saying we can examine and watch God's creation and learn wisdom. You know, we can watch the ant and say, okay, I don't need to just be sitting and doing nothing. I need to prepare for what's coming in the future, just like the ant does. I need to work together like the ant and the locust all come together, right? I need to be sure I've got a place to go like the badger. And I need to be graceful in my movement and be careful where I'm moving and how I'm moving like the spider, or like the lizard. A lot of wisdom from creation we can gather. Verse 29. There are three things which are majestic in pace. Yes, four, which are stately in walk. And so now it's talking about the way they move. They're just majestic to watch. Verse 30. The lion a lion which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. A lion is just majestic. You watch a lion walk. He is full of confidence, isn't he? He doesn't turn away from it. You're not going to scare him off. <laughs> the best thing to do is stay out of his way. Let him come on through. He's powerful and he knows it. But Okay, remember, what was that movie when we were young? Wizard of Oz? Because you think about the courage of the lion, right? The cowardly lion. And that's why it was in that movie, the cowardly lion, because lions are not cowardly. It's so unnatural. It's very unnatural. He doesn't turn away from any. He's mighty among the, among the beasts. Doesn't turn away from any. And then 31 just puts all these these next three together without really giving us any explanation. He says, a greyhound, a male goat also, and a king whose troops are with him. The greyhound, you know, we think about speed. I mean, that's all you got to hear is the word greyhound. What do you think of? Speed, fast. Sleek. Uh, huh? Sleek. Sleek, fast, maybe graceful. The goat. What do we think about about a male goat? Determination? Stubbornness? 
and a king whose troops are with him. So putting all these together, you know, it's, he, he's talking about these majestic things in pace, stately in walk. It's like there's a speed, there's a grace, there's determination, and there's a power with these. The king who's got his army with him. It's just mighty. It's powerful. You notice we see this in a lot of movies. Even if you're watching a movie that's set way back in time. And you see the king. Here comes the king. And, and you, you look into the valley and there's the army is just lined up. And they're marching side by side. It's like, wow. That's majestic. And it is. It's majestic. It's awesome. Verse 32. Boom. And 33. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand to your mouth. For as the churning of milk produces butter, and wringing the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. So then we end this chapter with basically the wisdom of, you know, don't exalt yourself. You know, we don't, the scriptures teach us, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. He will lift you up. Jesus, Yeshua says, don't take the chief seat, take the lower seat. Let yourself be moved up. That's exactly the difference of the world. The world says, hey, exalt yourself. You're, you've got to look out for yourself. You're the only one looking out for you. It's you first. You first. If you want to succeed, you first. It's the opposite in God's economy. God wants us to be humble. He wants us to take the lower seat. And then let him exalt us or be exalted in the community. There's a way to gain respect. So if you've been foolish enough to exalt yourself, or if you've devised evil, put your hand to your mouth. No, no, stop it. Put your hand to your mouth means stop talking. Stop trying to exalt yourself. Why? When I was young, uh, I used to churn milk into butter. Now, I will be totally honest with you. I hated it with a passion because I, I could not stand the smell. Now, I can remember right now sitting out there, just a young lad, and I had to do it. And I know many of you on here have done it. I mean, I know you have, and you used to do it. And... Uh, be my turn, and I'd be out there churning butter, right? And that smell would come up. And I hated the smell. But if you churn milk, it's going to turn into butter. If you wring the nose, it's going to bleed. And basically, he says, look, for those who are exalting themselves, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. In other words, those who make trouble are trouble and are going to get into trouble. If you make trouble, it's going to find you. You ever seen people like that? It's like trouble always find them. There's always trouble. 
You've you've been quiet today. Why is that? Those who make trouble are going to find trouble. Those who force wrath, they're going to produce strife. They're not good for a community. Uh, matter of fact, I think a lot of what's going on in our communities today, I think somebody, I think somebody is behind the scenes causing people to get stirred up and go out and stir up a lot of trouble. What do you guys think? Yeah, Peggy, right. You think it's never going to turn into butter, but it does. It takes forever. <laughs> that is the truth. That is the truth. All right, well, that finishes chapter 30. Next week we'll take uh, <clears throat> chapter 31. On Wednesday? What we got on Tuesday? Yeah. But, uh, wow. You just threw off my groove. What, what was I on? I, anyway, thank you for being here. Uh, I love you guys. It is Friday, so I want to say to everybody, Shabbat Shalom. Hope you have a great weekend. And wherever you go and assemble with another group of people loving on Jesus, sing songs, listen to sermons, and uh, fellowship with people and hug somebody's neck, right? God bless you. And thank you for being here for Daybreak. I hope it's been a blessing to you. I pray it's been a blessing to you. And uh, we will see you next week. So let's get off here. Let's, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Are we ready? And right before the Lord's Prayer, let's just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, all of those who have typed in prayer requests, we ask for you to hear them and to answer them. Please, in Jesus' holy, precious name. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over every request, every request that's typed in. And Lord, over my ears and over Lisa's ears and over her head and uh, over uh, Denise that she heals up well and, and uh, Nadim's father and uh, Brother Will Jean and, and everything going on down there. Lord, we just pray for your will to be done. Thank you so much. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that very much. All right, love you guys. Shabbat Shalom. Have a great weekend. Love you. See you next week.